But yeah, anyways, welcome to this week's episode. We've got Nat here, who I met a few years ago in New York, but we both grew up in Thailand. Yeah. Um, and she's a co-founder of Rice Milk, together with her friend Tess. And it's a global platform fostering an inclusive space for sustainability, health, and wellness. But yeah, um, one of the things I wanted to say about Planet People as well is I think that a lot of us follow a lot of or come across on social media climate activists and stuff. Mm -hmm. And Nat and I previously spoke about how to that we don't really label ourselves as that. But I also noticed that I've created this platform because we don't realize people within our own social circles that are also, you know, that have such a great positive impact and are also doing small things or big things or their own campaigns and initiatives. And that's why I've created this to amplify everyone's voices. So thank you so much for joining us. No, thanks for having me. And thanks for thinking of me. <laughs> but yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what Kind of, like what kind of drew your attention to this field of work and what inspired you? Yeah, um, well, I'm from Bangkok, Thailand, but I'm currently in New York City right now. I am finishing up my master's degree at Columbia SIPA, and I'm studying international affairs with a concentration in economic and political development, and I also specialize in management. And I guess what really drew me into this field of work is that Growing up, I've always just been very interested in different issues, whether that's environment, social, like sustainability in general. And this passion really led me to at first pursue a career in nonprofit. Um, so I ended up interning and working with a bunch of nonprofits outside of Thailand. Um, and this experience really opened up my eyes to the power of grassroots community development and just you know grassroots bottom-up approach to solving any issues in general. And so for years now, I've just been, you know, exploring different ways that I, as an individual, can apply the same lens or the same approach to, you know, create impactful change that I want to see in my own life, in my community and the world. So, yeah, I guess it's just been something that I've been thinking about all my life almost, but you know, just trying to figure out a way to create the best, no, to create the most impact. Yeah, I remember when I met you, you were working for a nonprofit <laughs> in New York. Yeah. And I think I was just kind of getting into it as well. And yeah, I think that's how we kind of like connected over. And yeah. Loads. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing vintage top right now. So. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Um, but yeah. Can you tell us about rice milk? Yeah. So rice milk is, we consider ourselves a global community, but based in Thailand because we're very much rooted in our Thai culture and the fact that we're both from Thailand and we, place a huge emphasis on talking a lot about Thailand. And it was started by me, as you mentioned, and my one of my best friends, Tess, because we noticed this that this the current wellness and sustainability space online and in person can tend to be quite individualistic and sometimes Eurocentric and Western. And while there's so much knowledge to gain from the current landscape, me and Tess felt that we want to kind of fill in that gap and create a more holistic and, and intersectional inclusive space and community yeah. online that celebrates more local communities and culture that, again, is very much rooted in Thailand. And this is why, you know, we try to make all our posts in, in Thai and in English. We're not perfect, but we're trying to like get there. 
Um, and we also aim to offer different narratives and you know, representations of different groups of people, whether that's farmers, um, producers, or athletes in general. And again, wanting to showcase Thailand and Thai culture and different actors in the entire system and making this type of information more relevant and accessible to more and more people in Thailand and around the world, because we believe that, um, you know, all of us can learn from each other. And right now, we have two original campaigns. And occasionally, we will do a special coverage. Um, the latest one we did was to highlight a UNDP project called the Tiger Project. Um, you can check it out on our Instagram as well. And the two ongoing projects that we campaigns that we have right now is what does health and well-being mean to you? And our IG takeovers. Our IG takeovers is kind of like your live where we kind we want to bring in people that we know who are doing incredible things and can share tips and tricks. And to, you know, for like I said, like I feel like everyone can learn from each other. And a lot of people, again, like us, don't really label themselves as activists or anything, but they have all these incredible knowledge about sustainable farming, about, you know, like sustainable um, tourism and fishery and all these things that we can all learn from. So, yeah, that's kind of like what is similar to what we're doing now. And our other original campaign is our health and well being yeah. series where we sit down and have an honest conversation with our friends and family and our community, community member to just, you know, understand their journey and to get to know what they're going through and what health and well-being means to them. Because at the end of the day, these terms we see and hear all the time, but there's such intimate and personal concepts and in so many ways are related to sustainability again. So, you know, just trying to bring more awareness and have mm -hmm create this space of conversation um, for our community. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> going into that, actually, um, I wanted to tell everyone that's watching to really go and check out your profile. What really stood out to me was the take takeovers that you mentioned about agriculture and one of your friends that lives over in the States and yeah, she did a whole takeover about um, sustainable agriculture and it was just so informative I learned so much and I feel like that's something that's been like more brought up now on social mm -hmm. media and even on Netflix if yeah. anyone's seen Kiss the Ground you definitely should it talks more about the soil and regenerative agriculture and how everything should be mm -hmm. left to earth to help us nature -based yeah science. but yeah um Speaking of sustainability, what does sustainability mean to you? Um, I think, you know, when people think about sustainability, a lot of time people kind of think mainly about the environmental aspect of it. And for me, it's more than just being environmentally friendly or just being good to mother, good to mother Earth. I think sustainability really means having a resilient and equitable present and future. And sustainability means making more, like making conscious choices to protect and empower ourselves, our community and like the planet. So again, I think there's like so much intersectionality between like being healthy and well as an individual and like, you know, taking care of Mother Earth and the communities who are growing your food and who are taking care of the planet. And yeah, I guess this is one of the reasons why we started Rice Mill to show that there's so much intersectionality and sustainability should not just be about you. And also want to note that um, 
I think when I think about sustainability is that socioeconomic vulnerability gets directly translated into climate change vulnerability, right? Like, and with the current situation with COVID-19, it has really shown us where we are vulnerable as a society. And also with what's happening this year with COVID and so many issues, people more and more recognizing how human impacts and activities have like undermined our ecosystem and societies as a whole and have made us vulnerable to different types of threats, whether that's climate change, zoonotic diseases like COVID. Um, Yeah, so I think it's just like the intersectionality of everything is really important to me when I think about sustainability. Yeah, and also that there's no end point to it, right? It's just yeah, evolving, learning more, seeing what you can do, your own conscious choices. Yeah, yeah. I think we I mentioned this when when you had a conversation earlier that sustainability to me is not just an end point; it's a journey. And I think that it's important to think about and not be too hard on ourselves that oh, we're not sustainable enough, a hundred percent sustainable or anything. So yeah, for sure, it's not just an end point. Yeah. Yeah, which then actually brings me to my next question about climate anxiety, which is also known as eco-anxiety or eco-grief, and I think it's something we all definitely suffer from, like, um, all these, like, headlines on social media, on the news, they just say Mm -hmm. all the, like, devastating, horrible things, and it kind of makes you lose hope, you know, hearing about the fires, oil spills, and you're like, what now? Like, what do we do? What do we do as individuals? And, um, but yeah, again, I, like... How do you deal with that? I guess, yeah, there, I have to admit, there are days when I'm just like, I'm not doing enough. The whole world is a mess. Like how, like what I'm doing is not enough. And it, you know, like every day there seems to be more and more news about, you know, the natural disasters and things that we could have prevented in so many ways. And I guess one, how I deal with that is to kind of remind myself and that, you know, we don't all have to become an expert to do something and there's something we can all do every day and you know this is the kind of mindset that we try to encourage via rice smoke and via our original campaigns like seeing normal people doing something yeah Yeah, it's not like you don't have to call yourself an activist you can never you don't need to ever view yourself as you know the friend of the earth to do something and I think you know also realizing and trying to look for more information like what I've been doing with rice milk you know doing rice milk has opened up my eyes to more things that people are doing and also for my master's I have to do a lot of research and I see so many new projects that I never heard of so I guess there's you know try to remind yourself of these issues and these projects are happening that you're not alone and you're not the only one and also just to recognize the fact that you don't have to be an expert to do something and there's is a quote that I really love from and Marie, her Instagram account is at Zero Waste Chef. And she oh, yeah. has, yeah, yeah, a lot of people know her. And <laughs> I think this quote has been going around, but I think it sums up climate anxiety to me, for me perfectly. She said that we don't need a handful of people doing zero waste perfectly. We need millions of people doing yes. it imperfectly. And I think that kind of concept completely applies to climate anxiety and just different aspects of sustainability, just because, you know, like, we can't just keep putting ourselves down that we're not doing, we're not doing enough. And the, and I just want to encourage people to, I guess, strive to be better and not let not being perfect deter you from yeah. doing something. Yeah. So 
what are some ways that you would cope with it? For example, like right. sometimes when I turn anxious or something, I'll turn mm -hmm. that into motivation and then yeah. search more and try to find like the positive things. Like one thing I find hard myself is sometimes I catch myself reposting things that are like a little bit too dark or like yeah just some like overwhelming fact about overconsumption of like plastic bottles or something and then I'm like I don't think my followers or my friends actually always want to see that so then I'm yeah like, mm. so yeah yeah for sure I mean it's just like I guess steps I guess but yeah little steps for sure I think recognizing what you can do as an individual and also recognizing the importance of, and how powerful that is and I guess sometimes it is true that, like, I feel the same way that when I have this climate anxiety, it's important to also do more research and learn more about what you can do as an individual and see what other people are doing. Um, and I guess just trying to surround, like, you know, there's so many IG accounts now online and also in-person groups that are encouraging or giving tips and tricks on how to do something. I guess for me, when, when it's a really bad day, I definitely go online and see, okay, like, these are incredible people doing something. And I guess I let that be my motivation and yeah. try to stay positive because we all have to, you know, stay resilient in what we do and Great. just try to also recognize that there are other people doing more work than you think yeah and I think another great way is just like actually going out into nature into parks if that's like yeah that for sure do, and just like taking it all in just like a moment like leaving your phone behind forgetting about technology and yeah very grounding um, <laughs> I have to do it every day <laughs> yeah I wish I could do that more I've been stuck inside like I've, I'm in funny. New York City so it's yeah when I have my free time I try to go to parks and stuff but yeah it's not it's not super easy for me to just go somewhere yeah. because I'm really strict about my COVID quarantine situation. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah for sure. Like being super lucky. Yeah. And we have lots of parks. Like I think I have like three around me, so it's a nice variety. Yeah. I'm going to park later today, actually. So <laughs> perfect way to celebrate this. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so we also mentioned that we would, touch into the topic of the UNDP sustainable development yeah. goals um, for people that aren't aware of what this is it was adopted in 2015 um, as a universal call of action to end poverty and um, sorry there's such a loud siren from my from my New York streets right now I'm so sorry to everyone tuning in and just hearing this crazy noise feel a bit of New York yeah <laughs> Okay, but it's yeah, gone out. <laughs> these 17 goals were developed um, so that if there's action in one area, it will affect the outcomes of the others. And I think right. you have quite a few from Rice Milk. Mm -hmm. um, and they're all like, yeah. with social, economic, and environmental sustainability. Um, yeah. For my project, I think I only touch in three, which is like climate action, life underwater, and life on land. But maybe you could tell us a little bit more about yeah. a few that you guys... Yeah, um, SDGs for sure play a huge role in what we do because they're basically to a large extent act as almost like a guide to what like our work and our mission. Yeah. And at the same time, we believe that it's incredibly important for us to align our work with the nationally and globally, globally prioritized policies, strategies, and projects. 
Um, so there's just, there is definitely a bunch of SDGs we do touch upon here and there. And, you know, as of now, we, we don't have a crazy amount of content, but going forward, we'll, we plan to have more campaigns and more projects and content. So two of the SDGs that we prioritize are goal number two, which is no hunger. And I guess before I dive into it, I just want to take a quick moment to note that I think it's really important to not just to not look at just these goals because yeah. there's sub, there's targets yeah. and indicators for each goal that will kind of clarify and give you more direction and, you know, explain more the purpose of each goal. And that rice milk, we tend to look at these targets and indicators very closely. So like I mentioned, one of the SDGs that we do target is no hunger. And um, it's the sub target, the target that we touch upon is 2.4 mainly is, which is to have a resilient agricultural practices, sustainable food system, and to, you know, encourage farmers and people to understand the importance of soil health, the like yeah. the man land management and all these things. So yeah, I think it's, this goal is really important because all of these aspects that they it touches upon it's are so essential to the health of and well-being of ourselves the communities and the planet and another SDG that we touch upon and address is number 12 which is responsible consumption and production and the the target that we aim to do and this is kind of like the essential target for rice milk is 12.8 which is to have um, by 2050, no, 30, ensure people everywhere have more relevant information to live sustainable life in harmony with nature. And I guess that's like, that is like a driving force almost for rice milk too, because that's, as I mentioned earlier, the purpose is also to have more, to create more accessible information, especially in Thailand, because a lot of these information is, you know, there's so many in English and there's not that much in time. So we wanted to make sure that we foster an inclusive community that allows that, you know, allows people to learn whether they speak English or not, especially in Thailand. So they have access to this much needed um, information. And yeah, that's basically like the two main ones that we touch upon. And as we work on future projects, all of these SDGs will definitely become more clear to our audience. Like right now, they're pretty clear to us as a team, but you know, we're a, pr a pretty young platform and we hope to do more and there will definitely be more SDGs targeted that will be, you know, more and more clear to our audience. Yeah, I think that one's pretty clear just by going to your rice milk Instagram. Mm -hmm. We try. <laughs> we're not where we want to be yet, but <laughs> we will we will get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... I mean, we have a few questions that got submitted that mm -hmm. I'll ask, but if anybody's still on and listening and watching, and if you have any questions on what we've just spoken about or any general sustainability questions for Nat to answer or myself, um, let us know in the comments section. But we got one question that was really good from Anders, <laughs> and it was about um, growing rice and mm -hmm. methane gas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that is a very important question just because, you know, I'm from Thailand and Southeast Asia and so many parts around the world. Rice is a huge, huge part to our identity and our culture and our economy. 
but at the same time rice farming is the second the second biggest methane gas contributor to methane gas around the world i would say in agricultural sources not the around the world in agricultural sources rice farming is the second contributor second to livestock and it releases about i would say 1.5% of greenhouse gases around the world and this is the same amount of all the greenhouse gases from aviation industry so that's a ton of greenhouse gases just from rice farming and agriculture and in part i think this is because a common practice of in rice farming in thailand for instance is to flood the rice paddies and when you yeah. flood the rice paddies organic matters in these flooded areas decompose and obviously that releases more methane gas into the air and that's not the only thing another thing is that there's well two more thing fertilizers also contribute greatly yeah. to greenhouse gas emission and excessive use of fertilizer which is a common issue in Thailand and so many agriculture communities around the yeah. world also you know increases this greenhouse gas into the air and the third one is soil quality yeah the soil is a huge huge carbon sink and every time you turn the soil it releases carbon dioxide into the air so there's just like some of these obviously this is not a comprehensive list but these are some of the issues in rice farming that we all need to take into consideration when we talk about how we can move forward sustainably as a society as a country and as i mentioned earlier rice farming is a huge it's essential to the livelihood the economy and nutrition of people and communities in thailand and in the region so i think it's important yeah it's really important to take all these implications into consideration when we talk about national policies or anything but to be a bit more positive it's not all negative right now because yeah. actually there has been more there have been more developments in thailand and in southeast asia in general and i just wanted to quickly point out a project that i've been keeping an eye on it's called thai rice nama which is happening in the central plains of thailand in six provinces in angthong um i'm not sure angthong or not yeah angthong pathum thani suphanburi ayutthaya uh which is um in the central plains of thailand and they're making a conscious conscious effort to reduce greenhouse gases in rice farming in these communities and it's both the the project is both a mitigation and adaptation effort because it's trying to introduce more sustainable techniques like alternative wetting and drying in rice farming that reduces the use of water and of course when you reduce the use of water there's less organic things decomposing in water without decreasing the yields of farmers so they can increase and sustain their income and there's up there it's it's touching upon other issues to like child labor and introducing other sustainable methods to help farmers not only mitigate the impacts of climate change but also adapt to climate change so there's more projects and more things happening that are trying to address the issue so i think it's really important to keep an eye out and right yeah Yeah, I think it also touches the like this goes along the line of how do we deal with climate anxiety, right? Exactly. I sometimes would just feel like we're not doing enough as a country, we're not doing enough as a community, but as you explore more and more, there's so many things happening. Of course, we need to keep all these projects accountable, but it also opens up my eyes when I look more and more into these things that it's not all bad and there are actors and community members working really hard to make it better.
Yeah, and it's definitely inspiring to see people doing this or reading about new projects and then it gives you ideas and then also a chance to collaborate down the yeah. line. Um, no, it's really great. Um, also, like, just I think, like, the younger generation as well. Like, they've been really inspirational to me. I feel like we're even, like, quite a bit older than them now. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess it's the future of their planet more than the rest of us, really. So mm -hmm. but they have so many projects going on as well. And I think that's what really pushed me to do all of my work as well. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing about the UNDP Sustainable Goals. Yeah, because all these things, like the project I just mentioned, is yeah. a collaboration That's between different authorities in Thailand and international organizations, and they're all trying to address um, these SDGs. Yeah. So, yeah. People should research that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, was there anything else we spoke about that we wanted to cover? Um. I think we touch upon a lot of things already, but yeah, happy to talk more about other things. Like I said, I'm not a sustainability expert by any means. Neither am but I. <laughs> it's, you know, I think I appreciate you wanting to highlight normal people like us trying to do something. Um, of course. I mean, yeah. It's been great. I'm just going through, I'm still learning how to use this. So, <laughs> yeah, I was so nervous. Like, how do I get into a request? Like, what do I do? It is um, a little bit distracting as well, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, there's a, there's always siren no going way. on outside, so. I think your sister just messaged. <laughs> so oh. <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, saying hi to some friends. Hi, Sarai. Cherry. I hope Krista's still on. Hi, Krista. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Krista's the one who brought us together in yeah, New York. Yeah. And Thank she's back you. in Thailand now. But yeah, I guess. Okay, I have one question. Yeah. Um, do you have any um, other like materials or like references that you could recommend yeah. to people who want to like look in more on this? Like, I know I have one that I'd like to recommend people, which is um, a book called The Future We Choose by Christiana Figueres, mm -hmm. who is the same woman who put together the Paris Climate Agreement. Um, it's been a great book. I think it's chapter two that's quite scary. She tries to describe like how the world could be in, I think, 2040. And it sounds miserable and horrible. But yeah. it does get hopeful again after that chapter. And, you know, it tells you like what you can do and just like small conscious steps. That we yeah. Taken. But yeah. Thanks for that. that. Thanks for that warning for when I read the book. Oh, like, yeah. It will it's, get better after chapter two. Everyone needs the warning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I have some sources and they're more, on, they're online sources. Okay. Two are in English. I would say if you're interested in food security and food, sustainable food system, please sign up for the newsletter by um, the Chicago, Chicago Council on Foreign Affairs. It's called Food for Thought. I love it. It's just a weekly newsletter. Okay. And another, yeah, another English source that I um, think we all should look into it's ASEAN Climate Resilience Network it's online and it's in English again but they have this little knowledge center that you can go on to and you can take all these courses for free and there's courses on land management on all these things which I think is really cool and I think like some of the courses I think are in partnership with the FAO which you know that is another source to look into if you're interested in food security but I wanted to highlight two sources in Thai for our Thai followers or Thai yeah. listeners I think it's really important to like you know not only 
um, provide Eurocentric sources. And that's what we try to do with rice milk as well. And the two that I uh, use in Thai, that are in Thai, is called greenery.org. And another one is called thaicityfarm.com. Yeah, check them out. They have a bunch of cool information. These kind of lean towards um, sustainable food system, but greenery.org has a lot more information as well on just how to live a more sustainable lifestyle and all these other things. So check them out. (laughs) And if you also, if you are interested in more issues, feel free to follow Rice Milk. (laughs) We'll be talking talking about way more things. Uh, Yeah. So... And if you have any feedback on Rice Milk, feel free to message us and we're always trying to be better. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. It was so great. I, again, learned something new, so I'm sure everyone will be able to take away something from this episode as well. But yeah. Well, thanks for having me and hopefully I'll see you again soon in Thailand, maybe. Yeah, hope so. (laughs) Well, enjoy your walk in the park and the rest of your weekend. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who tuned in. And hopefully you learned something from me. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye.